Hello, this is Margarita Monet from Edge of Paradise, and you are listening to the Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast. Please visit our website, The Metal Pit, at www.themetalpit.org and find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Metal Pit. And for some video interviews, video shorts, and audio versions of this podcast, please visit our YouTube channel, youtube.com at The Metal Pit 666. And if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, you can email us, info at metalpit.org. Now, usually our podcast, we're talking about an album from the past and about that dealt with heavy metal or whatever, inspired heavy metal or great heavy metal albums or whatever. But this week is a different one because we got our writer, Billy, who was just on the 70,000 tons of metal cruise. So hi, Billy. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Blake. Thanks for uh, having me. Uh, all good on my end. How are you doing? Good. Now, we did this for, you went to Wacken or Vakken, as some people might say, yep. last year. And so we did that for that. So that's kind of why we're doing that for this, too, because it's another festival. And a lot of people, like myself, have never been to it. And we thought it would be some good information for people that maybe might want to go or think about going or whatever. Yep. Makes sense. So, and I don't know, I don't, I've never been on a cruise. I've barely been on a boat for one thing, but. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm getting over a cold. So if I happen to cough and the microphone, that's why. Right. So let's start off with, uh, yes. Tell us about, for anybody that maybe doesn't know, I'm sure people have heard about it if they're listening to heavy metal, but tell us about the cruise, the festival and how long is it? Yeah, so, I mean, it's been, you know, for people who are familiar with any heavy metal uh, festivals, uh, this is essentially the same thing, but it has one very big, uh, unique feature. Uh, it takes place on a giant uh, cruise ship. Um, so, so the organizers, uh, they'll basically charter uh, a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Um, so we're talking, you know, cruise ship. It holds uh, the, the size of, I mean, there's massive cruise ships and smaller ones. Um, for the festival, they use uh, a 3,000 passenger uh, cruise ship. And so they'd also have crew uh, to support those 3,000 people of about 1,000. So there's about 4,000 people on this ship during the festival. Um it's an annual event. It's been going on since uh, 2011. Um, it's essentially four days. Um, I mean, so this festival, uh, it started on Monday, January 29th. So we kind of got on the ship uh, probably around noon or so uh, on the Monday. Uh, bands actually start playing uh, around uh, four or five o'clock yeah, that day. So giving time for people to get on and get settled in their rooms. Um, so, you know, we basically, uh, the cruise leaves my the port of Miami. Um, and so you're basically at sea for the majority of the time. Uh, so leave Monday, January the 29th, uh, and we get back to the Miami port Friday, February 2nd. 
Um, so with, with massive amount of shows uh, in between those two days. Um, and as I said, about, about 3,000 passengers. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's essentially the same as any other festival, but it's taking place in the middle of the Caribbean Sea uh, on a giant cruise ship. Now, this is your uh, fifth time, right? Fourth. Fourth time? Yeah. Um, and when was your first one? Like, when did you first go on it? Uh, we're probably talking like 2016, 2018, 2020, uh, and then uh, just getting off uh, in 2024. Uh, it was interesting because the, the 2020 cruise, um, you know, we went, uh, it was like uh, probably, I think, mid-January uh, that year, if I remember right. And of course, everybody remembers what happened in 2020. Uh, pretty much in two months, uh, everything got shut down. Uh, and obviously, all concerts stopped for like a year and a half, or depending on what country you live in so it's funny like you know for for a concert junkie like me talk about a way to go out right like a festival uh, with uh, 60 bands uh, and then everything shuts down like shortly after so if that had to happen it was great to do that festival because uh, i got my fill of concerts in a couple of days yes um have you ever had have you ever been on it when it's been raining or anything like that like does it change anything um, yeah, no. So, I mean, the, again, this is, and I think we'll get to it later, uh, you know, given my walking trips with massive amounts of mud and rain, uh, you know, many of the shows are indoors, like uh, on a cruise ship, but um, the giant stage uh, is actually outdoors on the top of the ship. Uh, where all the pools are located, uh, and actually, 2020 was uh, it wasn't so much rain, but uh, we definitely had some bad winds, and the cruise ship was like, you know, I mean, these giant cruise ships are very good at dealing with waves. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like the old they have stabilizers and things, but if the waves are big enough, you feel them. Uh, and I remember uh, uh, one uh, 2020, uh, they had uh, the Michael Schenker group uh was performing up on that pool deck and the wind you know like everybody's hair is like flying like in one direction from the wind but the wind was so strong and the waves going up and down it actually knocked like one of the giant marshal lamps uh from the stack uh onto the stage so there there's a few times where they gotta you know delay or postpone the the giant outdoor stage because again you're way up and in the middle of the sea so the weather can get kind of can get bad but it often doesn't uh yeah. you know you're at a hurricane season <laughs> thankfully during that time of the year and what are the like i guess what is the audience like like for male and female or the ages is there many kids around or even our yeah, kids even yeah. allowed on it and stuff like that yeah, no, so very mixed crowd. I mean, uh, the cool thing is at the end of the festival, you know, the, the organizers come out and give a big speech and they'll uh, put up the flags uh, on the giant screen uh, and you can see uh, how many countries attended. Um, so this year we were probably down a couple countries, but we were 71 so pretty much like uh, every you know European country was represented, uh, all the South American countries like Sweden and Finland, 
Uh, then you get uh, North America, lots of U.S., Canada, Mexico. But then you got like Philippines, Vietnam, Sri Lanka, you know, like uh, Arab nations. Like, I mean, people are coming from everywhere for this thing. Um, so really diverse mix. Like it, it's kind of cool. It, it reminds me of uh, Vakken in, in a bit of a way uh, where everybody around you speaking different languages. <laughs> like you're sitting there having dinner and, and someone on your left is speaking in Finnish and somebody there is speaking Mexican, you know, Spanish or like mm -hmm. it, it's really unique that way. Um Crowds probably slant slightly older. Um, you know, I'm going to say 40 to, to 50s. Uh, but you definitely get uh, some younger people as well. Um, women's pretty well represent, probably more than anywhere. Like, I'm going to say uh, at least like 25, 30, maybe 35% female. I, I, I find there's a lot of metal couples that go on here. So it's their annual vacation, right? So they'll do a few days in Miami um, and kind of hop on the cruise ship. Because, you know, you not only are you getting the, the metal festival and all the bands, but you're getting the cruise ship vacation uh, on top of it. So, and the other thing I'd say, uh, a real sense of community among the people on 70K. I mean, many of them have done every single one since 2011. Uh, but again, many have done, maybe not them all, but a couple. Um, so people tend to to really know each other. And, uh, you know, we're a diehard group and myself included. Uh, there's like community message boards and everyone kind of stays in touch. And when you go to other festivals, Festivals, people from 70k will try to meet up so it's a really cool crowd like i enjoy it every uh, every time i go that's good um uh okay now when you went to uh Wacken, Wacken, whatever sorry <laughs> there were some pre-festival events before the festival started do they is there anything like that before the cruise starts or before the band start or playing or whatever yeah, no, so so there, yeah, there definitely is. Um, so people tend to to arrive into to Miami uh definitely a few days early. And some people, you know, like I went with my wife this year, um, and uh we probably arrived like two weeks early. Uh we did a pre-cruise, but uh before the metal cruise. Uh but yeah, everyone gets there at least a few days uh early. Um and, and really Miami Beach. So there's a couple things and uh, often the you know right on the uh, beach and that main strip with all the hotels and restaurants there's a, a hotel called the clevelander um and they tend to organize stuff and you know very cool like there's this giant black uh banner that's hanging off the hotel uh and kind of saying world's biggest beach party or heavy metal uh beach party um and it was funny i had a co-worker who was there going to miami nothing to do with the metal cruise but they sent me a picture of that giant heavy metal banner uh hanging on the main miami strip um but you basically get it's very cool like i don't i mean not everybody who's going like three thousand people don't show up uh the three thousand ticket holders but i want to say maybe close to a thousand might show up everyone brings 
brings their country flags and you know it's a big party um and actually 70k organizers will come and take pictures and it's just so cool like you basically nothing but uh metal heads on the beach wearing metal t-shirts <laughs> the exact opposite of what you would expect but like if anyone wants to i mean i'm doing a review and there'll be some pics of that but 70k uh on their youtube channel uh they just recently put up uh, a three four minute youtube video uh, of the beach party so you can get a pretty good view of uh, of that um and there's some bands that, that come into the florida area uh, and play some early shows given all the uh, metal fans that are there so yeah that beach party happens like every year and uh how many bands play at the well it has First, you've been to a few times. Has, has the bands increased or has it always been about the same number? And how many bands is there? Yeah, even? they've been certainly from the beginning. Like they, They've definitely increased. The last couple of times they've been sort of sitting at 60 bands. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and usually the organizers will try to treat you with one or two extra. Uh, so this year we actually got 62. Um, and so uh, 62 bands, they, they do an excellent job of mixing things up. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you get, uh, uh, bands from uh, all different styles. Um, but, um, yeah, no, so so that's pretty cool. And, and I think the I've said this on other podcasts, but there's something that makes potentially 70K, uh, at least in my mind, better than any other festival out there, is that every band will play twice during the festival. Um, so there's nothing more frustrating uh, during my Valken trips uh, where like you have two amazing bands playing at the same time at 70 K, not a big deal. You go, you catch them on the second time. Um, but slight warning on that. Uh, many of the bands on 70 K will play two very different sets. So that's the only negative if you do have an overlap on 70 K, but at least you get to see, uh one uh one set uh per band but the the one thing that that's and this happens like with every festival but unfortunately 70k got hit with some uh you know getting into the usa visa issues uh, so they they had like three bands go out uh just a week before the festival uh marduk uh draconian and legion of the dam uh but they were able to uh, replace them in time and it was funny one of the bands went out like the the one or two days before we were sailing and they were able to get the uh, thrash band uh, lich king uh, on board to replace that last band like on a front like the day before we were sailing so so that was pretty cool um and i think you said there's four stages didn't you yeah, so you uh they basically make good use of the uh of the cruise ship. So like every cruise ship you ever go on uh for a normal cruise, there's always a giant theater. Um uh, so picture like a Broadway type theater, that's what it would look like. Um and so it's you know, it's two floors, it's it's fairly large. Um and so what they'll do is that that's perfectly fitted for concerts right off the bat. But they actually have to take out the uh, <laughs> the seats at the bottom, uh, so they they pull them all out and they put in this temporary flooring, uh, and of course that's for the mosh pits. 
Um, and so it's very funny because like every year in between sets, uh, there's people there trying to repair the floor, uh, that temporary floor because the mosh pits are so crazy. It rips up the temp floor. Um, so so that's kind of the one venue. Um, and then they have uh, on cruise ships again, many of them will have an ice rink for like skating shows. Uh, and so, again, that's pretty easy to convert to uh, a concert hall. Uh, you've got seating and the whole skating rink. Uh, it's kind of like seeing a, a concert in a hockey arena, uh, but being a bit smaller. Um, then there's one of the lounges on the ship uh, gets converted to a uh, hall. Now, this is this would be my only sort of one of my only negatives about the festival. Like uh, in this lounge, um, basically, they just put like this little uh, wooden stage. So, you know, if you're like 10 people back, you can't even see the band. Um, now they, they reserve this for the, for the smaller bands and the less popular. So uh, it's not a huge deal, but if one of the bands you really want to see are in there, um, it's a little hard to see. Uh, it's not the greatest thing. Um, and then of course the, uh, the, the flagship of 70 K tons of metal is sort of the, the, the rooftop of the ship and converting the pool area into a massive outdoor stage. Uh, and it's actually sitting over pools. Uh, so it, it's, you know, some, some good, uh, construction skills to get that on there. So actually, you know, cause the cruise ship, when we get on Monday morning, it literally let passengers off that morning who were just doing a normal cruise. So they start building the stage instantly. And so they're building the stage all night. So that main stage, it doesn't actually start hosting bands till the next morning because uh, they actually have to build it on the go while the ship is sailing uh, through the sea. So so that's pretty cool. Um, but with the four stages, um, the fact that you got 62 bands this year, they all play twice. So you're looking at, uh, at my mass, right? 124 show concerts for the festival. I mean, I was having to get up at like 3 a.m. to see some bands. Like strategic napping is critical <laughs> to see uh, all the bands uh, that you want to see because they're literally, you know, in the mornings, they'll start around 10 a.m. and they'll go to like five or six in the morning. Um, so there's not a lot of time for rest. Now, is there four? Is there four playing at once? Like, do they have all four going at once, or uh, you, you'll definitely have at least two going at once? But you, you, it's not too common. You'll have four going at okay. once. No. Um, and I mean, maybe I already mentioned this at the start, but I know it's not just all black metal. It's not all death metal. But do they cover everything there? Yeah, I know. So good, uh, a good mix uh, of music. So, which is good because it, it'd be pretty disappointing if there were 62 like black metal bands or, <laughs> or something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, everything this year. Uh, and I think one of the cool things about 70K tons of metal, um, and for those who are located in like North America, like the organizers are, are European. Um, you know, the main guy, you know, we 
we call him he's called the skipper andy uh who created the festival he's from uh, switzerland um but uh you, you get a lot of european bands so european bands that are either too small they're knowing in europe but you know it's not profitable for them to come over to uh, canada usa um but so you get a lot of those bands which is very cool um and even some bigger european bands like two for example this year uh sodom uh from germany and gravedigger uh you know bands that have been around literally forever uh but that rarely come to canada or the usa so for someone like me who lives in north america uh that's an added bonus to uh to seventy thousand tons of metal yes um and what about the cost? I mean, I don't even know what a regular cruise costs, but uh, yeah, how, yeah. how does this compare to other cruises and what does it cost for people that might be interested in going? Yeah, so I think, you know, like I, I talked to lots of people at other festivals and, you know, people tend to get kind of scared at the at the price. Like, like it's definitely pricey. Um, but for somebody who does cruises, it won't look, uh, it won't look pricey, uh, from that sense, <laughs> excuse me, the, um, I mean, uh, essentially, like I said, it's, you're getting a festival and you're getting a cruise vacation. So the, the 70 K organizers are literally, you know, renting this cruise ship. So they're paying for all the rooms. Um, and so. Oh, they've essentially got to charge the normal uh, cruise prices. Um, and, and so like a regular cruise, it's all based on like cabin type. Um, and so they have like smaller cabins and you could have four or five people squeezed in. And sometimes you may not know those four or five people. Um, and, and so the actual festival will link people together. Um, and so pair people up because you essentially, you've got to fill a cabin. Like it's not going to have cabins. You know, if it's a two person cabin, you can't have one person in there. Like if you do that, you have to pay twice. Um, so it's always on a per person basis. So probably the cheapest cabin this year, like if you were going to be uh, a cabin on the inside of the ship, no windows, no balconies, uh, <laughs> and sort of grouped up with four or five people, you're looking at 1300 bucks. Um, now if you were two people and you wanted a roomier cabin and like with plenty of windows and your own balcony, so you can kind of step out and look at the ocean, then you're looking at about $2,700 per person. Um, and so, and that's exactly the same as a cruise. It's all about your accommodation now, you know, like, so you're, you're now looking between 1300 2700 a person um for most rooms on the ship now that of course covers 60 bands you know 120 concerts uh all your food um you know basic coffee juices fruit drinks all facilities on the ship like hot tubs water slides uh pools surf simulators um and so it's you know you're getting a lot for the money um but you know certainly acknowledge it's a lot more like like you know uh you go to Vakin and you're looking at about 3 350 euro and that includes the camping on the site um so this is certainly a lot more but it comes with a cruise ship 
Um, you know, they let you pay in installments. Um, so, so that's helpful as well. Uh, but the one thing the cruise doesn't include is alcohol. Because uh, <laughs> if anyone who knows cruising, the cruise uh, lines, you know, make a lot of money by offering like all you could drink packages. And like you need, you know, they always make money. Like you can't drink enough to make those things worthwhile. Now, uh, I wasn't on the first 70K tons of metal, but there's this like urban legend going around that the first time this festival started in 2011, the cruise ship uh, Royal Caribbean uh, didn't know any better. They offered it to these heavy metal fans. And the way the legend goes is that essentially the whole ship ran out of alcohol halfway through. <laughs> uh, and they, the ship had already lost money on it. And so apparently there's never been drink packages again. <laughs> so hey, you have to buy every alcoholic beverage. And it's a pretty big uh, drinking cruise. Like, you know, there's people, you know, walking through the, the cruise site, like with, you know, like big things of beer and uh, uh, all kinds of alcohol bars everywhere, waiters coming around. Because um, for a cruise line, the alcohol is incredibly uh, profitable. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the uh, Royal Caribbean cruise lines' most uh, profitable cruises, because the metal fans can drink. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it much of a, like, for if you're lining up to get a drink, like, is there lots of places to get it, or does it take a yeah. long time? No, it doesn't take long at okay. all. I mean, because this thing has like been going since 2011, I think that the cruise line has mastered how to sell the most alcohol. Like it's everywhere. Like it's not difficult. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what were your, what were some of your favorite bands that you saw on the cruise <laughs> this year? Yeah, so so lots of lots of great stuff, and um, you know I, I mentioned Sodom. So uh, for me, that was a big deal. Like I've seen them a couple of times in Germany, but uh, you know, again, very rare. They they are coming to the U.S. Uh, for one or two festivals this year, so that's kind of cool. Um, but like they actually, for any Sodom fans, uh, they did their two sets. The first one was all the songs from the first two albums and early EPs. So that was really cool if you're a big Sodom fan. Um, but then on their second night, they did uh, a complete end-to-end -end, uh, show of their, their landmark album, Agent Orange. And so for me, that's one of my favorite albums. So, so that was like uh, really cool for me uh blind guardian um again i think everybody knows uh blind guardian um they did two sets different songs uh but man they pulled out all the old classic stuff um you know for me being uh, a big fan of the album imaginations uh from the other side they just ripped into like three songs from that album uh super happy there um you know kind of the grindcore band if that's the official term uh, aborted uh again crazy intense sets there um you know they also did uh a special thing where they uh, played their new album before it was released uh, anywhere so that that was pretty cool um 
some great uh, Brazilian female thrash bands. Um, so uh, Nervosa and uh, Crypta just like shredded the stages when when they were playing. Um, you know, again, um, uh, I think they're from Brazil. Uh, the band Angra Power Metal. Um, they ended the whole festival uh, up on the uh, pool deck stage, and they actually filmed a live DVD uh, that they'll be releasing in a couple months. So that'll be pretty cool. Like, I'm sure I'll be able to spot myself uh, mm -hmm. in the crowd there. Uh, my wife's a big uh, fan of uh, symphonic power metal. So she, I, went, I went with her to see the band Epica. Um, and they did like uh, special sets uh, playing their, you know, most popular albums from beginning to end. So lots of really cool things where bands will pick albums and do beginning to end uh, like mm -hmm. cataclysm, the Canadian death metal band. Um, they did, you know, one show serenity and fire uh, and another show in the arms of devastation uh, played those albums beginning to end. Uh, that was really cool. Um, a, a UK band, all new wave of uh, British heavy metal. Uh, Tigers at Pantang were excellent. Like it was great to hear those old albums like uh, Spellbound and uh, Crazy Nights, or to hear songs. That was cool. Um, you know, other bands like Obdium, Gatherum, The Halo Effect, uh, Catatonia. Just they're just so many uh, fantastic shows. And I seen, uh, I guess, I don't know if I seen it on your Instagram or if it was on the 70,000 tons Instagram, but about an all-star jam. So tell everybody what is the all-star jam? Yeah. So as far as I know, I mean, I haven't been to all the festivals out there, but uh, I haven't, I haven't seen anything like this before. So it's all pre-planned before you get on the uh, even step on the ship. Like it's actually in the big program book. Uh, like when you get on the ship, they hand you this big book with all the bands and all the cool stuff that's going on. Um, but uh, one of the things they do every year in the, uh, in the theater uh, is they'll actually uh, bring members from all the different bands together uh, to play classic metal songs. So like this year, you know, they had Priest, they had Metallica, ACDC, uh, Saxon, Slayer, Accept. Um, and so they'll pair these like totally unusual uh, bands that normally wouldn't fit together, but they'll take members from each of the bands and put them on stage to, to play those songs. Um, so, so it comes across really well. Uh, I always enjoy it uh, every single year. They always have hosts, like other band members who just do hosts. And so uh, they'll ask uh, people and interview them. And, you know, like, for example, uh, you know, Hansi from uh, Blind Guardian came out uh, and did one or two songs. And, you know, they pulled him aside and, you know, tried to get like touring dirt off of him on other bands. <laughs> Uh, but he wouldn't budge he wouldn't give it so just a really unique fun uh, event that I've never seen at any cruises and so you know all these classic metal songs that everyone loves but it's just like you know being jammed out by uh, by members who've never played together uh, so it's pretty fun and sometimes there's mistakes but you know that's all part of the fun of it yes 
And uh, I know I seen some pictures on your Instagram where you were getting some albums signed and stuff. So they obviously have the meet and greet. So how does the meet and greet work on the on the cruise? Yeah, so so that was pretty cool. Like, and I'll be honest, this is the first year I actually did it. <laughs> like, you know, because I've seen some pretty uh, dreadful lines at some of the European outdoor festivals I went to, so I always had this bad image. But this year, I actually packed in my suitcase a bunch of vinyl because um, that's what I always notice is people walking around with vinyl records, uh, getting these meet and greets to get them signed, and so it worked pretty. good good like they pick one day choose it so for this it was day two tuesday and bands are playing all around so the festival's in full swing but like all through the ship you know you get this nice uh, detailed schedule um and so every band will go to some location and you can go get your photos uh so 60 bands do it all uh, on the tuesday throughout the ship um and it's pretty cool you, you know you can spend a bit of time with with the band uh get photos get them to sign stuff uh the bands are really cool i mean um I, I saw some people totally overboard that were driving me nuts like would bring like for blind guardian they, they brought like 10 records uh <laughs> and the band members so damn nice they signed like all 10 like it was just um yeah it was pretty fun uh and it was interesting because blind guardian i would say was the most attended uh, meet and greet and so they had scheduled 90 minutes um, and I got there like 20 minutes early thinking oh, okay I'll be done you know within a half hour man the whole 90 minutes blew away and there were still like 20 people in front of me uh, and after blowing all that time I thought I wasn't going to get there um, but again, I mean, Blind Guardian, the band's so nice. They agreed to stay and, and sort of meet every single person. Um, and one of the other bands who were supposed to take over their spot uh, agreed to uh, take a half hour off their time. So, yeah, that was a pretty cool thing uh, that, that Blind Guardian did that. Um, you know, you know, everybody was nice at the meet and greets, but, you know, <laughs> some bands, uh, it, it was obvious that, you know, not obvious, but it was clear that the meet and greet is a requirement of their contract uh, to get paid. So some enjoyed the meet and greets more than others. <laughs> now, now, was that extra or that self? No, it's all included. with it. Okay. Yeah, all all included. So, like, I met, uh, I did it for Blind Guardian, Sodom, Cataclysm, uh, and then also Gravedigger, the German band, and the uh, UK band, Tigers of uh, Pantang. So, other than Blind Guardian, like, I was, you know, in the line, uh, had a chance to talk to the band members, get my photo, get my one or two albums signed, and none of them took longer than a half hour, other than... Uh, uh, the two hours to see Blind Guardian. Mm. And uh, let's see, I know you've mentioned this to me, but about that you get to, you're kind of sitting by other, like the bands, like you might be yep. sitting on chairs or whatever when they're not playing with the bands. So talk about the bands mingling with the fans on the ship. Yeah. So, so, 
and this is going to come up like there's so many unique things about 70k uh uh tons of metal that make it truly special um and so there's no backstage areas uh bands are doing everything with the you know the, the attendees right there's no separation like it was so funny like like one night and this just shows you how, how open it is uh, i was watching uh the blind guardian outdoor set and the drummer's cabin is was just a few doors away from my cabin and so I leave uh, and go by the stage and the drummer leaves. And the two of us are walking like across the top deck. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not going to bug him. Like he's tired, oh. like he's sweating like a pig. And then I notice, like, you know, we're walking down the stairs. We're the, the pool deck's 11. Him and I are on the eighth uh, floor, uh, our cabins. And so we're walking down the stairs together. And then, like, finally, like halfway through the walk, I'm like, oh, great set. I love like these songs. He's like, oh, awesome, cool. But like, you're literally walking back to your cabin with the band members who are like living right next to um so so that's kind of cool but they're everywhere right you're at the buffet uh you know for dinner and you're going to get food and the band members are everywhere eating with you uh you go get a coffee guarantee you're going to see uh, band members a lot of the band members hang out in the casino uh on the ship and so you walk through the casino and you know i actually met the singer of angra just sort of hanging out in the casino so so that was kind of cool um so lots of chance for pictures and this is all in addition to the uh to the meet and greet um like one time i you know just kind of got in the elevator and who's in the elevator but terry butler from obituary um so you know had a chance to get to kind of chat with him a little bit um you know walking down the hallway passing tom from sodom um uh, you know it just it's just such a unique thing uh and the band members they obviously know this is part of it they know what they're signing up for so um you know like there was one year where exodus was there you know somebody like a gary holt who was doing all the final slayer shows uh at that time he you know i, I found him to be not as like you know mingling with people as most people do uh but yeah so there's some band members who 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 you know obviously don't enjoy it as much as others uh but there's plenty of them that just love communicating with the fans and i was gonna ask you but you kind of answered it but i'll just make sure so the band like they don't have a special section where the band's cabins are right there are just all all yeah. over yeah they're all over I mean, they may have some, like, in some, but, like, based on my experience, uh, I saw, like, band members going into cabins uh, all over the place. And uh, what about, I don't know if you would notice, but, like, what about the band bands that have, you know, wives and stuff? Did you notice band members, like, that might have their families with them? Or are they just kind of there to do the shows so they're not with their families? Yeah, I would say uh, definitely the majority of them are are, are on their own. But I'm sure some of them bring their families. Yeah. Like, like I'm pretty sure I, I, I'm not 100% sure. But like, I think the uh, Cataclysm singer may have been there with uh, some of uh, his family, but, uh, or he was just standing next to people yeah. <laughs> who I thought were his family. <laughs> yeah. I guess you might not know anyway. Exactly. Right. Ask them. <laughs> yeah. So is there any other 
besides being on water <laughs> in a ship some yeah. u- any other unique things about the cruise compared to other festivals i guess yeah no for sure so uh, i mean i mentioned a couple right so just the fact that you can mingle with the band so that's that's a huge one uh playing twice that's huge uh, but another big one is uh, musician workshops. So this is, again, all pre-scheduled in your program. It's all free. But like, you know, I'm sure a lot of metal fans, you know, enjoy playing instruments. So the actual band members will host musical clinics. Um, so drum clinics, guitar clinics, vocal clinics. And they're all organized. You can just show up, ask questions, uh, learn the lesson. So again, like what what a unique feature, right? You're not going to see that for free. That's for sure. And so, you know, drummers like from My Dying Bride and Cataclysm were, were giving uh, drum clinics and, you know, a great, amazing progressive metal band. Uh, Scar uh, Cemetery was doing a guitar clinic and again, vocal clinic. So, so that was pretty cool. And they do that every year. Um, so, so again, all free included. Um, now, another thing uh, related to cruises is excursions. Um, and so that's for people not familiar with cruising. You know, usually you'll go on a one week cruise and you'll stop on three islands somewhere. Uh, and, you know, the ship will organize a bunch of things, right? Go to a beach, uh, go do like, you know, snorkeling or scuba. And it's all organized and a bus will pick you up when you get off the ship. So 70K always does one uh, stop and it's a different stop every year. And so this year uh, was in the uh, Dominic uh, Republic. Um, And so you get off in the morning, you do these things, but they actually, again, uh, these cost money though, uh, just as they would on a cruise. Um, So unfortunately this part's not free, Um, but like what makes this unique is they do the same excursions that all the cruise lines do on the normal cruise but here the bands host them um and so they had like you know you can go with blind guardian to swim with the dolphins you could go with sodom and do like a sea lion adventure uh, you could go like see waterfalls with the band epica um so you know and when when i say you're paying you're not actually paying for the band member to go with you but you're actually paying the cruise line uh to organize the buses and to go out there and uh and you know entrance into these like things that have the dolphins or or the sea lion so um you know again that's very unique um, you know, uh, uh, this year we had multiple bands come in and, and uh, do new new album release parties. Um, so Blood Red Throne, for example, and Aborted, uh, playing their their new records that have never been played before. Um, so again, I, again, I, the more more I think about it, there's so many unique things. Um, you know, at night they're running karaoke all night. Uh, and so very popular, you can go there, uh, in between concerts and sing, but all the metal musicians are there as well doing karaoke. So again, just a really unique, cool thing. Uh, anyone who's seen a picture of the main stage of, uh, 70k tons of metal, you'll notice there's a massive hot tub, like right near the stage in the middle. And so, you know, there's people like doing mosh pits in the hot tub. They're drinking in the hot tub, watching the concert. Uh, like you're just not going to see that anywhere else. Um, now, now me personally, I, I, I that's not something I actually do. Uh, 
months you actually have like in one hot tub probably like 20 30 people that have been in there drinking all day non-stop so <laughs> i'll leave it there like i'm not going in the hot tub but uh, it's very popular and like people are doing mosh pits circling in the hot tub uh they're picking mm -hmm. people up in the air and dropping them into the hot tub like it's, it's pretty crazy stuff um so so that's definitely unique and i'm going to point uh, to one last one um and, and this is a benefit you know uh, as far as i know no other festivals do this but you know there's some loyalty to people who go back and uh come to the festival even if it's only your second time you actually get like booking codes to go in uh, a few days before the general public um and so that's massive uh you know you get a choice to get the best cabins but you know it's just so much easier like you know i think of like you know the Wacken festival and you know you you finish the festival in the morning and the tickets go on sale the next day to everybody at the same time um and they sell out in like two hours so it's like a massive panic to get tickets for next year but at 70k if you've been before you're pretty much guaranteed you got no worries because you'll get a special code and you'll be able to go in and get tickets before uh, everybody else mm, yes uh, so again that's just another cool thing that i really wish other festivals would do and you mentioned the excursions you did one which what did you do well, uh, I booked a blind guardian with the dolphins, <laughs> but uh, I was uh, I was a little tired. Uh, I had a little too much fun all night before, um, so ended up uh, not making it. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm I sure that book. happens to a lot of people. On it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did book for I did book it and paid for it. But there was no way uh, the alarm coming off at 630. When I was watching, uh, I think it was aborted at four in the morning uh, was going to work. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I know they have some well, I knew they had metal girls and stuff there. But, you, but <laughs> excuse me. But talk about the metal pool. <laughs> girls and boys yeah no so they uh they've always had like you know uh i guess they're called metal ambassadors like originally it was you know like a bunch of women and you know there there's a 70k calendar and you know the website will will have a new you know featured girl every single month uh and when you get on the ship you know they help organize stuff and uh, greet you when you get on and you know they put suntan lotion on you when you're up uh, in the sun outdoors uh, but I think there was like a demand a couple years ago like you know you, you you know there's lots of women guests you know cruisers on the ship for the festival so where are the uh, pool you know boys so they actually now have the the men and women doing that so uh, and you can get your monthly calendar of the men and the monthly calendar of the women um so i think that's fair <laughs> yes it is nowadays yes it is yeah. <laughs> and what about uh merchandise at the festival is it just like it is at other festivals 
Yeah, so uh, you definitely get all the regular, typical uh, festival stuff. Um, so, you know, like, you know, just, just like you'd get in a European festival, you know, like uh, T-shirts and sweatsh hoodies and long sleeves. That'll have the logo in the front and all the years bands in the back. Uh, but the cool thing here is uh, many of the bands will do like a unique one-off T-shirt. Uh, for the 70k cruise um, and, and so that's kind of cool I ended up buying like uh, Sodom and, and the band aborted uh, had like really cool t-shirts so uh, I picked up one each of those that's cool yeah and I guess I yeah I would imagine they would do that for special things like this yeah. um now you mentioned lots of good things. Now you did mention uh, something that wasn't working well, but was there any other things that maybe could be better about the cruise? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so definitely, you know, like every festival has its, uh, has its pros and cons. Um, and so very fair question. So a couple things that I'll highlight here. I mean, probably the, the biggest one, and I think this definitely impacts people going for the first time uh, and can maybe even be downright scary. Um, but, you know, essentially the, the communication of the bands is done very late. Um, and so, I mean, it's important to note up front, this festival has worked perfectly every year. They always have the, all the bands and you usually get one or two extra, but like, you know, for an example, two weeks before we were to set sail, they still had to announce 25 of the 60 bands. Mm -hmm. Now that would freak a lot of people out. And so you look at the message board. <laughs> and like people are screaming that they'll never go back and they're angry and um and so i don't know why this is right like some years you know th this was not a bad year in that the first sort of 35 bands were announced earlier than they ever were before but then you you went months before you you heard any other bands and then, like I said, they all came blasting, even mostly the week before you were leaving. And so you had already bought your tickets months ago. So you, you got to have faith in the, the festival. Uh, and I do because, you know, it, it goes off perfectly every single year. I'm not quite sure why this is right. Like, uh, is this the, the the fault of the organizers where, you know, like you'll never get a festival like Vakin or or Hellfest or any of the big you're you're going to know who's playing um you know pretty early but then i guess as i say that you're buying your tickets before you know who's playing as well so you know yeah. you know so so i guess that that's somewhat fair game but um you probably it's not in a scenario where two, you know a week before you still got like 15 bands to announce um but even the 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 time when the tickets go on sale could be a bit random <laughs> they you know like they could be they it could swing between you know two or three months every year so so that could drive people nuts as well 
Um, but you know, they'll they'll try it as as much as they can to announce the dates. Cause again, because so many people are coming from different countries, um, you you know, they gotta at least know when to book vacation. Um, and mm -hmm. so anyone who looks at like a, a message board uh for 70k tons of metal knows hashtag soon. Because, like, people are on there screaming for months, like, I need the bands, I need this, I need the running order, <laughs> you know, and the organizers are always, like, soon. So that's been the running joke for, like, like a decade, like, soon is coming. Um, so, so again, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I know there's 60 bands, there's going to be at least 20 or 30 that I like, and you can barely even handle that, let alone 60 bands. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, so that's fine. Um, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, there's that one venue that I'm really not a big fan of. It's hard to see the band. Uh, the, the, the sounds not the best there. Um, but again, that doesn't impact my, my fest. Maybe if there's 60 bands, there might be two. I really want to see there. And, you know, where I mentioned every band plays twice, they never play the same venue, uh, mm -hmm. of the four venues. So that's okay. You catch them next time. So that's not the end of the world. Uh, and then lastly, we talked about uh, merch just before, Blake, but the, the merch lines can be completely brutal mm. <laughs> to get the uh, merch. Um, and so they don't even go on sale the first day. They only start selling them the second day. Um, and, and so you only have so many days to get the stuff. And, you know, they stop selling them fairly early, uh, you know, the, the, the final day. So you only have this window of two, two and a half days. So you kind of got to bite the bullet and, and get the damn uh, merch. So those are kind of the, the, the three things. Um, you know, the, the one, the, the one venue and the merch, not the end of the world. And, you know, anyone who's a regular for 70 K is learned to deal with the, the slow timing of bands and, and announcements. But uh, other than that, the, the uh, nothing else I'd complain about. Well, I think you'd have to be, you'd have to like you, I know you like a lot of different styles of heavy metal. And I think, that sounds like that's the way you should be if you're going to go on this. Cause like yep. you say, they don't announce the band. Like you can't be thinking, Oh, I, I want to see Iron Maiden and then, you know, hope that they're going to be there. You have yeah. to understand that, you know, if you like this, you can't just like death metal. Cause there might only be two or three bands for you that year. Cause you don't know. Right. Yeah. So you have to be open to all these other bands too. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which so I guess is the the true spirit of like European like metal festivals, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, again, because I go to this one regularly, whacking. Uh, like, I mean, you 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 get everything, right? Like, yeah, you, know, you get Deep Purple, and then you got a black metal band, and you know, <laughs> they had Heart one year, like you know, the old classic rock band, like you know, and then thrash bands, and like they just they they do a really good job. You always know there's going to be something for everybody, uh, regardless of, of your, your main preference. Yes. And now, so you said this is your fourth year. Yep. So where does this festival, you kind of said something before about this, about it might be your favorite one, but is it your favorite festival? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I think you asked me that maybe uh, when we did the uh, Wacken uh, review, and, and I may have been non committal, uh, <laughs> but I hadn't been since 2020. Uh, so it wasn't as fresh in my mind. But, you know, I think I'm going to go officially on record uh, and say 70K is hands down uh, probably my favorite festival. Um, you know, with Wacken, you know, being a, an incredibly close second. Um, and, and so just a couple of things to to sort of highlight this. And, and you know, I, I, you know, for, for folks who don't know me, I mean, as most people don't know me, I, I'm, I'm 50. So I'm coming in uh, at 50. But, you know, I'm used to, you know, three, four days of, you know, like, you know, 12, 13 hours at Wacken in the mud. So, you know, I can handle my uh, festivals. But like you do appreciate something like 70K a bit more as you get older. I mean, you know, this year at Wacken, I was in the mud and rain. Uh, and, you know, other than the music, it was pretty unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you're basically in air conditioning in the ship. Uh, you're in like a beautiful cabin with a nice bed and, and you know, versus camping on the floor at a, your, you know, at most festivals um yeah you know you can eat sitting down at nice tables and all these elaborate foods that are all free uh on the cruise versus you know standing in the mud eating you know hot dogs at, at another festival um you know i talked about the bands play twice uh just an incredible benefit um, you know, one of the best things about Wacken has always been the international fan base um, and the ability to interact with people from all over the world. Well, I'll tell you, at 70K, you're probably dealing with the same thing or more with 70 plus countries uh, represented uh, there. So, um, yeah, you know, again, like uh, just, just, you know, a great feature of 70K. Um, and you know, there were days, some days I saw 10 or 13 concerts in a day, uh, and some of them hour, hour and 15 minutes long, you know, it's a long day, but like, you know, if I, if I'm at Vodka and I'm standing up the, the whole day for every single show or sitting in the mud, you know, here you actually have seating, uh, you can either stand at the stage or you can go into seating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so again, just you know, again, stand up in the mosh pit a couple, then go sit for a couple. Like, it just your stamina is so much stronger. Uh, and then you got 3,000 people. Uh, and so you're gonna have a pretty damn good view of, of every single show. Um, and again, I'll contrast that with Vakken, where you might have 80,000 people in your way of uh, seeing the band, right? So, you know, uh, that's a pretty big thing, too. We talked about the band interaction um and so that's cool and everything about 70k is metal uh you know you walk through the hallways and you know uh where the restaurants are and they're playing like death metal or black metal like 24 hours in in the cabin room you go in your cabin and it's playing heavy metal you turn on the tv in in your cabin and you can watch like some of the venues and hear the concerts and watch them in bed. Uh, so it's just it's just so unique. Um, and you 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 eliminate the extreme weather. Uh, 
Um, and you get that same incredible international crowd that I love about Vakken. So in the end, I'm, I'm going to go on record and say uh, 70K is officially my favorite festival. And it's also good for, now. You, I know you said your wife like Epica, but I know mostly she's not a big heavy metal fan. Yeah. But for people that have a spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, wife, that maybe doesn't like heavy metal, they can still go on the cruise because they can just sit around in the sun and, or go swimming. Or yeah, no, I mean, you it's still get access. Too, right? Yeah, right. You know, perfect. You get the nice, comfortable room. You know, we had a balcony uh, room, so she was able to sit on the balcony and enjoy the ocean, um, go to the pools. You know, they have the spas. And, like, you know, she she would go see some of the bands and, you know, some of the less extreme bands. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we would meet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, <laughs> and snacks along the way. Um, so, yeah, she, she still enjoyed the whole experience and you know really isn't a metal fan at all yes um <laughs> there's something else i was gonna say there but anyway and so does this mean you're going back next year yep uh absolutely no doubt uh dates are already announced uh january 30th uh 2025 to february 3rd 2025 uh, and the stop this year will be in uh jamaica Okay, and uh, and I know you're going to do a write-up with some pictures, maybe some videos for our website, The Metal Pit, there, for people who just fast-forwarded. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention here about the cruise? No, I, I think that's, uh, that's probably uh, a good summary. Yeah, I mean... Uh, again, just just a fantastic experience, um, and, and you know, like uh, you know, it's one of those things that the price tag looks scary, but that's why I thought this was, you know, I'm so fond of this this festival experience, you know, I really wanted to to do this sort of podcast with you, Blake, to kind of share like how unique this is, mm -hmm. uh, and how special this experience is. That when you do see the price tag uh you know people can see there there's value here um and you know maybe it's not for everybody every year uh maybe it's every you know lots of people go every third year or every fourth year uh, or every second year right and they sort of save up and do it um because again I, I can't express how how much of a cool and unique environment this is now, do you know why it's called 70,000 tons? Is that what the a ship weighs or something? Yeah, I, I think that was it. I think one of the, uh, you know, it's they usually, they're always doing a Royal Caribbean ship and they'll tend to do like the same ship for a couple of years. Uh, and so I think when it first started and, and the size was much smaller. Um, and so 70,000 tons was appropriate, but like now they have 3000 people on board, you know, the ship certainly weighs a lot more than 70,000 tons, but you're not <laughs> going to change your name to like a hundred thousand tons, like, you know, 10 years later. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That was interesting. I mean, I don't, it's not something that I would do myself because I'm not much of a summer person. <laughs> okay. Although this is in the winter, Blake. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess, but it's not summer where you were, right? I mean, it's not winter. Where yeah, you, no, you exactly. left the snow, or maybe not snow, but you left the cold to yeah. go be warm and listen to a bunch of heavy metal bands. That was good. Yep. 
No, that's for sure. Okay, that was good. So yeah, if anybody has any, maybe there's some questions you want to ask Billy about this, then you can just email us, like I said, info at themetalpit.org and check our website out soon. There'll be a feature with some pictures words from billy on this so that's www.themetalpit.org and we will be back next wednesday with another podcast back to our regular doing a reviewing it or not reviewing but uh rediscovering an album from the past and heavy metal thanks everybody for listening and thanks billy for joining yeah thanks all <laughs>